everyone. Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. You've got myself, Junior Benu, and co-host Anthony Toma in the studio today, along with Mr. Basil Bacall. He is the founder of Adopt a Refugee and is a mogul in the hotel business. It's great to have you on here today. We'd like you to uh, get into it with some of the information and help us out with some of the background. We do want to tell you we really commend a lot of the stuff that you've done in the community. So we'd like to touch on a lot of that today, and we welcome you on to our show, sir. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you for inviting me. Great to have you. Thank you. Great to have you. So if you want to let the people know who you are and some of your background, and we can get into that, then we'll go from uh, some of the stuff you did prior to Adopt a Refugee and what led you to Adopt a Refugee. Absolutely. So... um I'm born 1964. I guess I'm 55 years old. <laughs> Young 55. Yeah, very Young and beautiful. Yeah. Came to that country in 1981 and um, uh, went to school uh, like any other kid at the time. So um, when you from, guys got to, I'm sorry to interrupt. When you got to this, when you got to the states, where did you originally live? Where did you live? We lived in Livonia with okay. my brother Eddie. Okay. And um, so I went to high school there um, for about a few months. Mm-hmm. Then I, got my GED because I was too old to start high school <laughs> and too young to be in college. Right. And then from there, um, went to Schoolcraft College for a couple of years, then University of Michigan nice. after that. <clears throat> and then um, uh, I wanted to be an airline pilot. So I pursued my wow. flying career while I was working at, uh, at Republic Airline at the time in the ramp as a luggage handler. Mm. Wow. So while I was going to college, I finished my college while I was doing that, and I pursued my flying careers. And um, Well, real uh, quick, what did your, I mean, if they were around, what did your parents think about that, for you to go from your standard norm of we're in the party <laughs> store to let me go fly? <laughs> yeah. Well, I worked in all that while I was going to college. Yeah. So, what did you work um, for when you got here? When I first came, I worked for my brother Eddie in a okay. party store. Okay. And then from Where there— was that? In Livonia. Okay, okay. It's, um, so. you know, Inkster, Schoolcraft and Inkster. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, while I was going to school, I decided to pursue um, my flying careers. And um, so I started working for an airline. Mm-hmm. And I worked my way up from the ramp to customer service, to a supervisor, to yeah. a manager, while um, I was uh, taking flying lessons and building my hours. So what oh. I would do is uh, compact 40 our work week into three, four days, work a lot of 16-hour shifts, <laughs> right. then have... Uh, Chaldean uh, way. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I, that's, I'm waiting for. <laughs> and then, then I had like 18 credit hours, and I would compact them into three days. Oh, <laughs> so working full-time, going to school full-time. And then when I graduated from the four-year, I, um, I was flying then. I had... Um, my flying lessons and license going on. I had my private, uh, my instrument, and then when I got my commercial, I wanted to build some hours before I became instructor. So I would uh, work for three days, Mm -hmm. 16 hour shifts, then I'll take uh, three, four days a trip to build my time. Okay, and And were you single at this time? I was single at that time, Okay. Okay. correct. And that's how I built my hours, and then I became uh, an instructor Mm-hmm. To build more hours. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and um, so I was. Uh, so w- w- is he one of our first Chaldeans that would be a pilot, or what, one of the first out there in the U.S. <laughs> for sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, right? We at we, that time. Now yeah. we have few of them. Yeah, yeah, right, standing right. today, but at that yeah. time, so you that was the first accomplishment as a Chaldean walking yeah. in and, and being a pilot, yeah, breaking I, the mold right out of the gate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I built uh, 1,500 flying hours, and then I, uh, as an instructor slash commercial pilot, then I qualified uh, to be an airline transport pilot because you cannot apply for the license Mm -hmm. until you have minimum 1,500 flying hours. Okay. And then um, I applied for that, and I went through the, you know, through a schooling for it, and then I became an airline pilot. And then after a couple of years of building uh, more hours, now this time I'm flying freight and flying corporate uh, uh, executives around the country and to yeah. South America. Hmm. And um, then uh, Northwest at the time okay. uh, picked me up as a pilot working for them. Northwest Airlines, which Northwest is now Delta Airlines. today. Uh, correct. Wow. Okay. Correct. And um, I started flying for them. And then I had my first and my second child. And... Um, 
Who are your uh, children? Uh, Pierre mm-hmm. Bocall, yeah. uh, Blake. B- P- 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 <laughs> he's a great dancer. That's my boy. Okay, and Blake's the model, the GQ model. That's what he is. <laughs> Perfectly labeled. And Ryan, he's yeah. a Michigan State. Yeah, yep, the young, the quiet one. Yeah, he's the quiet one. I don't know. So you have three boys. Three boys and a girl. Okay, God and Mary, you. Mary Grace. Mary Grace. She's at the Our Lady of Refuge. You know, God I have bless. a question for you before you even got to the point of having the kids and all that. You know, I remember growing up, my mom wouldn't even let me, like, truly have friends or sleepovers and stuff. You're flying. (laughs) What what was your mother saying at the time? Like, you know how they're very protective. And they still are to this day, but not as was back then when we grew up. You couldn't even make a few steps without them knowing, you know. So now you're flying. Yeah. Where was the encouragement from mom and dad? Like, go, go, go? Well, you know, and like like many Chaldeans, Mm -hmm. we had our struggles. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, believe it or not, my mom passed away when I was five. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. okay. My dad was still in the old country. Oh, wow. So you're flying solo, basically. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) And and you have to stay on the straight and narrow path without uh, parental supervision. And, you know, there's a lot of outside pressure, so you have to work hard, go on the direct and straight line, and uh, just keep your nose clean, as they say. Just now that was Eddie, Eddie, your oldest brother? Eddie is my second oldest brother. Who's the oldest? Issam. Issam. So now they acted as as kind of father figures also? Well, like what was Yeah, well, Eddie did, because Issam wasn't even here. Issam okay. was in old country. Eddie was always your, has been. Pops? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like a father figure to all of us. God bless. And then my brother Jacob and so forth. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And each of them has put their part into this community. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even uh, I know... If, um, we hope to get Jacob on soon. He's done yeah. a great job writing that book that he's written. Yeah. So yeah. we'd like to get him at some point in time. So after you had the kids and, yeah. uh, and got married, what was the st- what was the steps after that? What was next up for Absolutely. For, for so um, I was uh, flying like uh, four days mm-hmm. and uh, on the road four days and commuting like a day and a half. Okay. When you were done, you were five and a half days uh, on the road, if mm-hmm. you would. So that was tough, especially on a Chaldean family. Sure. sure. And so I've decided, okay, well, this has been a journey and um, a very hard to achieve. Right. It's still um, personally gratifying and satisfying, but it does not accomplish the greater goal. And how would I have a family that I am away from the house five and a half days out of the week? Mm-hmm. So I got to a realization that my family was more important to me than pursuing my own personal goals. Of course. In light of the fact, I was flying with guys, yeah. I kid you not, they were in early 40s on the third marriage. Mm. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So, so I'm like, okay, I surely don't want to get there. Right, right, right. <laughs> no. So at the time I was based out of Minneapolis, um, and um, so I had to fly from Detroit to Minneapolis to take my own flights out of Minneapolis. Mm, wow. So I've decided, okay, if the right opportunity comes, um, I'm going to switch career to preserve family. Uh, yep. the family. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, first opportunity came uh, is uh, to purchase a hotel in Lansing with my brothers. Okay. And I took that, and uh, the hotel was um, losing money and in dire straits, uh, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and didn't take much. How uh, many rooms? 106 rooms. Oh, nice. So um, within three years, uh, working hard and renovating and applying um, everything I learned as far as systems and so forth, yeah. uh, was an award-winning hotel uh, with a great bottom line. That's nice. awesome. And was that all you guys putting your effort into it as brothers? All, everyone took their turns? Actually, or was it somebody leading I moved the way? there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of led I moved the there. movement of being there. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, my brother started or? it. I, I bought a house in mm-hmm. Hazlitt, Michigan, and I moved there. My yeah. brother started the renovation, and then when I got in, I um, uh, basically took over and uh, worked a lot of 90-hour weeks yeah. to turn that around. That's not common for us, is it? <laughs> yeah. He's a, so that was the like start. was like doing it in his sleep, and yeah. he had a second job yeah, on yeah, the side, yeah. Yeah. 90 hours here. Yeah. He was still getting calls for flights here <laughs> yeah, yeah. once in a while. <laughs> Back up. Funny. So after you guys got your first one going, it took you some time to yeah. get the groove of it, understand, and, and, and make Absolutely. your guys way. Absolutely. And then how long were you there before you made your next step onto your next acquisition for your, your uh, hotels? Uh, in 2000, so this is 1996, mm-hmm. 97. Um, in 1999, it was an award-winning hotel. Okay. 
Uh, and uh, in 2002, we purchased the first land to build one brand new. Wow. Mm. After working in a hotel that's 50-year-old, yeah. it's kind of refreshing to sure. have something brand sure. new. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> realize. Yeah. And uh, where was that one? That was on 14-mile um, number 5, the Hampton oh, Inn and Commerce. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, wow. So I decided to come home where the community oh, okay. is. Yeah. 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 So I had um, the hotel in Lansing uh, with my brother Mike, and we built one together in uh, 14 and M5. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I moved somewhere in between, Brighton, Michigan. There you nice. go. Yeah. There you go. And and not to say, but moving to there, there are they weren't always the most welcoming, bright like to be a, accepting to a Chaldean mm-hmm. or an African American or what have you. So did you ever run into any type of like uh clash with any neighbors or anything or were they always warm and welcoming to you guys oh at that my, time i tell you junior it was the exact uh, contrary to the common belief okay. people were so wonderful great our neighbors were pure good human beings good. very genuine welcomed us uh, i remember my wife's aunt passed away shortly after we moved mm-hmm. and somehow they heard this neighbor brought us food this neighbor brought cookies to the kids this neighbor yeah. sent card and it was just uh, that's awesome yeah it's good to Wonderful. have great neighbors so that's yeah. good mm-hmm. so that changed up from what we grew up on uh, in there and then from brighton you guys ended up doing the second hotel so you were in between both you exactly. were handling lansing and you were handling m5 and 14 mile exactly wow then we um we built uh, the holiday Inn express at the great lakes crossing and okay then, um, from there we built shelby and okay. um, and then they were doing two three a year yeah and then um, you know fast forward to 2015 yep uh, we moved to west bloomfield sure yep and that's on uh, northwestern and 14 mile or uh, is no that, that's where we moved uh, oh you home. personally I'm, yeah. I'm sorry i yeah. thought you meant you moved another location yeah so you personally mm-hmm. finally made a move from brighton exactly uh, what a change Oh my God! So my uh, give you a funny story. My daughter Mary, when we were uh, in Brighton, <clears throat> we had uh, uh, absolutely no Chaldeans mm-hmm. in Brighton. So Mary, all her friends were Jessica, Anna, last name Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and we come to Our Lady of Refuge, ninety nine point nine percent Chaldeans. Yeah, I went there by the way when it wasn't when it was ninety nine point nine percent no Chaldeans. So, uh, Mary, tell me about your friends, Kashat, Asmer, <laughs> all Chaldeans, yeah, which we yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. So That's were great. they? When they came on to that, because I, I know your boys. Your boys are great guys. Pierre McCall uh, and uh, and uh, and um, Blake, both good guys. Um, very humble. Uh, was it different for them coming in and then jumping on board, being back to like the Cali, or was it just like normal? You know, Pierre. I mean, yeah. you can put him in any crowd and he'll bounce. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you oh, can. Yeah. Yes, you can. That's Pierre? the dance king, by the way. If anybody ever seen Pierre get down in a party, he will sweat a storm. <laughs> but he'll be the livest guy that's on the dance floor. So, yep. So, Pierre, up to this point, he has Khawada friends yeah. Yeah. as well as Chaldean friends. Yeah. And he hangs out with them on a weekly basis. Good, yeah. good, yeah. good. So, and for our viewers, in case the younger generation doesn't know, Khawada is American. Plus, <laughs> so, we know, right? So that's good. So they kept the diversity going. They kept the diversity. He Beautiful. has friends he hangs out with. Uh, so is a Blake. Uh, yeah. Do you guys keep in touch with your old neighbors and we stuff do. out there? We do. Believe it or not, they invite us over still, and they that's come great. over to our house. And, you know, purely good people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When you get that, it's good, it's when good, people good to get hang together. out. Yeah, For you got to sure. hang Absolutely. on to that. So after you accomplished so much with the uh, hotel industry, um, was there a point that you kind of felt a little burned out as you were going through so much growth? Because I know you guys are, what, you're 20-plus at this point in time? Yeah. So was there a point that made you change? I know you do other things in uh, in, in your life, and Yeah. we'd like to get into that. But if you can tell us how the transition went from hotel to that. so Okay. Well, <clears throat> you know, uh, I normally would build the hotels myself. Sure. And it's very stressful building um, uh, a large project from the ground up, especially when you have two or three of them going at the same time. Yep. And believe it or not, every time I finished a hotel, I finished a project, okay, so you got there. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's no big deal. It's a financial success. Uh, one after another, it just, it's numbers anymore. Yep. 
Um, and so there was an internal calling all along that the, you got to reach beyond yourself. You have to make a positive impact on those um, who need help. Sure. Um, one day uh, after the invasion of Iraq, I was watching. Um, no, before that, we were in Hazlitt, Michigan, and our neighbor wanted, uh, she has some uh, orphans in Mexico, and she asked us if we can help out. So um, my wife and I adopted a couple. Uh, remotely, yep. <clears throat> and then the invasion uh, of Iraq happened, and um, uh, I was watching a documentary on the Chaldean, oh, the Christian and Iraqi refugees in Syria. I, I don't mean to cut you. Was this '91 invasion, or are we talking no, about the latter one? No, we're talking about latter okay. one, okay. 2003. Yep, yep, yep. And it shows the struggles of our people mm-hmm. in uh, the countries of. Uh, like uh, surrounding countries of Iraq, like uh, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and Turkey. And it got to the point where some of the women were doing immoral things to support their families. To survive. Just to survive, to feed their kids. And that was a turning point. It's like, how could we be so blessed living in this country with so much ability to help and watch people in need and do nothing about it? Sure. So I had a friend... um, Renee and Toon, mm-hmm. um, who was um, a great person and still is. And so She's we now that's Scott Yeldu's wife. Scott Yeldu's right? yep. wife. Yep. Renee. So and we Toon talked. Yeldu. Yeah, yep. we talked about it and said, "Let's uh, you know, let's do something." Mm-hmm. So came up with um, uh, the program called Adopt a Refugee Family. Okay. I was a friend with Mike George at the time and uh, Father Frank at the time. Mm-hmm. Bishop Francis today, sure. and they were a great support. Mike George gave me an office. He said, whatever you need, all the administrative costs is on us. Okay. You pursue it. That's great of God him. Bless him. Yeah, yeah, God bless him. That is a trait of his, that he had. Was. Yes, and all his kids been wonderful ever since. Yep. And um, so we started a program called Adopt a Refugee Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Frank at the time, Bishop Francis, was a great support behind the, sure. the scenes. Yep. And we started with 17 families yep. where um, people in need sitting in Syria or Jordan would be matched up with families here in the United States or anywhere in the world. And uh, where 100% of their donations get to this family in need with four levels of transparency. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are screened beforehand to make sure they're truly in need. Yep. And they're matched up with the donor family in the United States. And uh, Anthony, you've had a couple of families yourself yeah. for a long time. Thank you. So uh, thank you. So it's people, um, uh, families helping out families, and the two would know each other. Okay. And they will make sure 100% of the donation get to this family in need, and they can verify that. That level of transparency mm-hmm. and that 100%, yep. we went from 17 families on a monthly basis mm-hmm. to over 2,000 families at the height of the ISIS crisis, wow. where on a monthly basis. basis we were sending over $200,000 on sure. a monthly basis, and all from volunteers, never from any corporations yep. or big companies. These are all... Chaldeans and yep. other and American people, believe it or not, were helping our people as well. Sure. Could you enlighten it's a humanitarian issue, yes. you know, issue? Could you enlighten the audience what a simple hundred dollar a month donation was doing for you guys on the uh, adopt a refugee program? Something yeah. that small, like we we don't we'll spend a hundred at a bar on a night, right? Absolutely. So if you can let them know what a hundred can do for them, for the families back there. Absolutely. Well, we're talking two thousand and six. Yes. Um, I visited uh, Jordan and I visited Syria. $100 at the time uh, could really um, help in meeting the expense needs of about 35% to 40%. A family that's in need. I'm not talking a family that wants to live. Sure. uh, Just the standard. Just the basic, basic need. Water, toothbrush, soap. No, forget about toothbrush. Okay. <laughs> Talking okay. about water, bread, okay. maybe some cheese, wow. paying the rent, okay. no meat. Yep. Wow. That's luxury. No TV, that's luxury. Um, you know, basic radio. Everybody has to have a cell phone because sure. that's how they connect with the outside world. Sure. That was the, the monthly cost. Living in, I wouldn't say nice area, slums of Jordan, slums of Syria, would cost them 400 450 a month. Wow. 
So our, our hundred the, was, a, the high, was a fraction of mm-hmm. yeah, and and the lower end was about three hundred dollars a month. So thirty three percent, a little bit less, and some were living even less than that. We were living outside of the city, mm-hmm. like there's Damascus, living outside of Damascus. Sure. Imagine Detroit area, and then you're talking about Flint. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, less expensive if sure. you would, and those would cost them two hundred and fifty dollars a month, living on absolute minimum, bare minimum. So obviously, when we're helping, we're helping those who are most in need. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that was the impact that was making it was paying the rent for a lot of them, it was taking care of medical bills for a lot of them, mm-hmm. and then many people were able to do more. So some people would say, "Look, I know my family now. I want to donate hundred and fifty a month, okay, mm-hmm. to this family, sure. especially if they had." Uh, more members in the family, mm-hmm. like you know, four people or five people. So that's what we did. And that's and how much impact was making this uh, the hundred dollars. Were the people that were donating interacting with the family members, so they were able to build a relationship with them? How how does that work? So the lines of communication were open. Okay. The donor family could always reach out to the refugee family, okay. but the refugee family did not have the donor families contact information unless it was authorized by the donor family. Okay. Some of them did not. They just want to help. Yeah. Yep. And others wanted to have a more of a relationship and, sure. and so forth. And many families were calling the refugee family that they were sponsoring mm-hmm. during the holidays, like in Christmas or Easter, mm-hmm. and just send them an extra help right. and wishing them well and so okay. forth. And believe it or not, um, Guys, the moral support, <clears throat> the moral support was so important to those families. When I when I visit these families in Jordan or Syria or Lebanon, mm-hmm. they say, you know what, money is one thing, but when we feel others were there beside us that care about us, didn't even know us, right. and were thinking about us, that meant the most to us. Sure, right? that's huge. Yeah, and I was I was going to ask, when they build relationships up with them. So, for example. I, you know, you said Anthony has um, some families that he works with or have family he works with. If Anthony was directly in contact with the family, he has the ability on his own to be able to supply them and send them things, or does he have to still channel it through adopt a refugee? So if he wanted to send that extra Christmas gift and whatever else besides the money, can he go direct and send it? He could. Okay. What we encourage most importantly is the spirit of helping and right. caring about are not only uh, as a human beings. We yes. should care about every human being. Yes. And no matter what their background is, what their religion is. Sure. But uh, what's important here is to help. So once that established, charity starts at home. We start with our own people. Right. And then we branch out, and we should not dis- discriminate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From that perspective, we did not. We don't care if Anthony decides to fly into Jordan and see that family. The fact okay. makes us happier because right. okay. Anthony will be setting a good yep. example for everybody to be inspired to by Anthony and, do it. and to help out. So any which way and means, we're encouraged and supported. Right, but setting up that channel, which you guys have done, opens the door. Yeah, you're not going to. I'm not going to guarantee going to get that money to those people unless there's an infrastructure that he's established right. already. Yeah. you can't just. You can't just send a check. Like, where, where's, where's it going to go? Yeah. Where are they going to cash it? You know. It's, so it's, to add on to what you're saying, that's exactly a great point, Anthony. Yeah. Because um, from what I understood in the past, they've built um, structured facility or structured housing in Iraq mm-hmm. for our people, that's right. and they've gone out there to view to make sure whoever's handling it over there. Yeah. I sat in on one of your meetings before. Yes. Just to get a gist of things, how things go. Sally was there, and a few others were yes, there that day. Yes, absolutely. Um, all great people sitting on that on that board. But the number one thing that he has expressed to myself and to anybody in the community from day one is. They're completely transparent. Sometimes they have so much money allocated that they're wishing that they can hurry up and get it faster mm-hmm. out because it's idling at times, it's be done which right. I've heard that from him personally um, and said that it has to go. So let's talk about the structures that you guys have built. Who maintains them? Who is your point? Like, like, do you have the church as the point of contact for Iraq? Like, how, like what helps keep everything flowing right? Absolutely. Well, first of all, the Adopt a Refugee Family Program under um, still working under the 501c3 of the Chaldean Federation. Which means nonprofit. Uh, so it's a nonprofit. Yep. Um, 
from the start, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the backbone of the program is 100% of your money and four levels of transparency. Okay. The books are open to anybody at any time yep. to come and check anything. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been the backbone of the program and the reason for its success, in my opinion. Yep. In addition to um, 30, 40 volunteers that help out mm-hmm. continuously, being at churches, doing events, like we just finished the golf outing, mm-hmm. we had the Shenandoah yeah. and so forth. <clears throat> so that being said, what we try to do is match families with families. Mm-hmm. And once that family leaves, let's suppose they got a visa to Australia or to the United States, mm-hmm. they're replaced with the second pre-secreened and needy family. Okay. Okay? Yep. And we match them up, let's say, Anthony or your dad or so many great people that sponsor so many families. Yep. Um, and they're matched up. Now, your new family is this. They can continue. They mm-hmm. can stop at any time. Okay. And they can visit them if you like. They can pick up the phone and call them if they want. Right. So it's that connection where we are on the background. You mm-hmm. can reach out to the family directly. Yep. That makes it more appealing to so many people because now they know it is transparent. They can verify with the family. Hey, did you receive your $100 this month? They could do that. That's now, you mentioned earlier about it was person to person and it was not corporations making these Correct. donations. I'm looking down at your sheet, and I see a lot of great corporations and companies there. What are their roles? Well, these are the corporate sponsors. What we have done, <clears throat> so when we started the program, a group of us says, okay, for the program to be successful, because so many nonprofit organizations, they only send portion of your proceeds. Mm-hmm. We are determined to send 100%. Yes. So who's going to pay the administrative cost? Mm-hmm. There are people that work in the office, people that do the accounting, people that do the audits, yeah. like UHY, and so forth. Who's going to pay for those? So we decided we're going to pay it ourselves. We're going to... As a group. Raise. As a group. The, we, the, the people, the people okay. that started and yep. so forth. Yep. We're going to pay those. And let, let the donor feel good about 100% of their money go there. Then we said, look, there's an opportunity here where we can sponsor families ourselves mm-hmm. or help out with the programs, and some Chaldean-owned businesses mm-hmm. would be, or people who do business with Chaldeans will be happy to support such a Sure, sure. So Shenandoah stepped up, and they said, well, we'll help out with the corporate sponsorship. That's $5,000 for each one, like um, value wholesale, USIs. Um, we have uh, a superior, mm-hmm. uh, always great support. Great people. John Paul, of course, Mike George and his company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beacon, AFPD, they have given us the office and the support. What is all, AFPD? Uh, the Associated Food Dealers. Uh-huh. And now their name is changing. But Patrol, yeah. 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 And uh, we have uh, uh, Oakland Family Dentistry. And so many other great corporate right. sponsors. And, um, you know, of course, um, my brother Jacob, when he wrote his book, sure, uh, all the proceeds. Let people know. know the name of the book, too. Uh, so they- Chaldeans in Detroit. Yep. yep. And, uh, of course, um, he bared all the cost. Yet all the proceeds went to charity. You, you, you think we should get him on here? Uh, what do you guys I think? think? Uh, <laughs> We're gonna get you on, <laughs> Jacob. We got you next. <laughs> so, uh, he did a great job with yes. the book, and um, you know. But more importantly, it's a service. Um, sure. I asked Jacob one time, "What do you hope to see? Why even write the book? Because it's not for us." Here we know who Chaldeans are, right. but imagine two, three, four generations, five generations from now, they're sure. not going to know all the stuff, all the great tradition, yeah. all the history behind who the yep. Chaldeans are. Yep. And so it's a way to connect. Yep. So the example that you've led by, you guys are stars in the hotel industry. You guys are as a, as a group, as a family. You guys are great moguls. The way you've come up and done your business, and you're showing people that. Look, doesn't matter what we make, money-wise or what have you, we still have time to continue a few things, keeping the name Chaldean in people's mouths for years and years to come, and then creating stuff like this with Adopt a Refugee and your brother writing books. So you guys have gone beyond that. There had to have been a turning point where you realized, man, okay, I'm making money, great. What? Because obviously it's leading to the biggest thing, right? It's our faith. 
at 110%. So what was the biggest turning point that got you to say, man, I've already got all these hotels on my plate. How much more can I do? But I'm going to do it. I'll tell you something. I have always been a goal-oriented person all my life, ever since I was like six, seven years old. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the, the, the class star. And they sure. used to have a button. So I got there. I wanted to uh, get to the United States. And that was a big task back then if you didn't mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. So I got here. I went to go a good university. I got there. I wanted to, you know, own my own hotel. I got there. I wanted to be an airline pilot. I got there. But every time I got what I thought it would be good, yeah. it was still empty. Yep. Yeah. I discovered with wisdom in, in the years, yep, if you will, time, yep. that it is not about these financial goals or prestigious positions. Sure. It's about satisfying the internal calling. It's about Christ. I believe it. Believe it. Because you're, you're, you're taking Christ with you when you go. You're not taking your money. Absolutely. Hmm. And when you reach out beyond yourself, and whoever has done for the least of my brothers has done it for me in Matthew 25, 35 through 40. That's what's all about. Yeah. Because let's face it, you could be the richest guy in Michigan mm -hmm. or in the world. Yep. Are we going to die the same way, buddy? Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Broke or rich, you're going out the same way. No and you have the same worries and you yep. have the same concerns. Yep. But really what gives you the internal setup, what gives me, and I think a lot of people feel the same way, and uh, it is reaching beyond yourself and making a, a positive impact on others. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And that is what's all about. So it's about Christ. I agree. Christ in your life, Christ's life, Christ in your conscience, and continuously striving to do his will. Yep. And I see that by what you guys are doing. I see you've taken that that role. You're you're a helper. You're, you're a huge helper with all the other stuff you got going on. I'm sure you can use help at times with your busy schedule, but <laughs> you're still offering the, um, the help back out there. And that's huge. And... Earlier, you were mentioning that you have about 20, 30 uh, volunteers that help you. We do. You can always use more? Uh, we can always do use more. We really could use yep. more. And yep. uh, whoever wants to volunteer, uh, um, they can uh, call the office and leave their name, and we'll be happy to use them uh, to uh, help people in need. And the number to the Adopt a Refugee Office is... Um, anybody i will repeat it again yeah please do. Dude, we'll, we'll post a link but go ahead yeah. let them know 248-406-2052 mm -hmm. We have uh, Bon and Rola there, and that can take your name, and uh, hopefully we can uh, match you up with the uh, position at a church or an event we're doing Sure. and trying to help more people. So what, about a corp what about somebody in the, in the corporate world or somebody that owns a business? How can they help? Basically, they can uh, become a corporate sponsor mm -hmm. and will um, obviously promote their name. Keep in mind, all these donations, all these donations mm -hmm. are tax deductible. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, you know, uh, people at the 43% tax bracket, yep. it's like when they donate a dollar, they're only donating 57 cents. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And they're helping making an impact and yep. a positive impact on our but, people. But I mean, I think if when people actually hear your story and understand your story and understand what adopt a refugee is doing for the people and how mm -hmm. valuable it is, I think all the companies out there should be jumping all over this. And, yeah. and, and whether it's a tax write-off, which it is, or whatever, just jump on it, be there, you know, Absolutely. make a difference in the world. And the, the gentleman is telling you it's a hundred percent of the money. I give you a yeah. hundred, a hundred goes out. Absolutely, you don't, to, of it. you don't have to. You don't have to put in the time, the energy, the sweat, the, the tears, the, the the anguish that that this gentleman has gone through to develop this, along with with the people that that uh, helped you do it. Um, you just all you have to do is write a check. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been blessed with so many wonderful people, not only donors, but also volunteers. And, um, you know, uh, they are the people that work day in and day out. Sure. A lot of time is donated from their families, from their businesses. And... You know, do you want to mention a few? Yeah, you want to absolutely. Give us some of the people well, that are in your circle. Don't forget anybody, I, I hope, hopefully, I don't forget. <laughs> right. Well, of course, we have um, in in the adopt a refugee. Now, I got to tell you, after ISIS took over our villages, mm -hmm. we've established help Iraq dot 
Org. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was a spinoff of Adopt a Refugee. That was the um, the uh, magnets and the stickers and stuff that, that all of us have seen on the cars. Adopt a Refugee yeah, wow. with the diocese established HelpIraq.org. Yeah. And so Rafa Yildu was his idea. He yeah, was, bless you, uh, Rafa. Yeah. Big Rafa. Yeah. He was with us at the Adopt a Refugee, and that was his idea. So we supported it, and we got it going, and then mm-hmm. Rafa continues to work with it. So under uh, Help Iraq... Uh, we started number of programs inside Iraq, and yep. I visit many times along with Rafid, with Bishop sure. Francis, with so many priests, to make sure these programs are going well. So going back to the volunteers, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have let's start with your pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's um, he's been a great support, and we have um, Sarab. We have um, with us so many wonderful, like the Georges. Not mm-hmm. only they volunteer. Um, not only they um, donate their space and so forth, but also they are there to help us with whatever we need. Sure. Um, Good man. Yeah. Uh, um, yep. Absolutely. A lot of. So um, Renee uh, Yeldu yep. at the time yep. and Sally Nager. Yep. We have um, uh, so many people like Carl Sinawi, sure. like um, uh, Chris Toma. Oh, good guy. Good. He's a good man. All everybody you're naming right now is on, is, is on the A1 yeah. and list. The, and, yeah. and the list, I have yeah. like 20, 30 people. I cannot remember all right, their right. names. Yeah, from Rafid, Sally, all these people. All Renee, you're talking to has been deep into absolutely. the church and the community for a long time. Absolutely. Renee, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, Keikos. Yep. We have Najat Ibrahim. Uh, we have uh, just a lot of amazing people. Of course, my... Um, my good friend and genuinely beautiful person, Jumhuria Kaskorgas, who has nice. done so much volunteering. Uh, she taught me how to read and write Chaldean. Mm. Wow, that's <laughs> huge. I can speak b- both Arabic and Chaldean. I wish I learned how to r- write and read it. It's, yeah. it's, it's very unique. It's not too late. Absolutely. I, never too late <laughs> if he has time I have time right <laughs> let's right. be real right right he there. has time anyone has everyone has time <laughs> I want to ask you something yes and this is directed to the youth so I, forgive I, me if I forget any names yeah, but no. you know it, it is between Mother Teresa says it is not it's not about you and them it's a between you and God yeah, that's sure. what it's all about if that gives you the internal satisfaction then do it right. but if you're looking for uh, recognition from a human being. Forget it. Don't yeah, well, go we there. We kind of put you on the spot, also. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we'd like to know, especially Anthony and I, because this is like the the biggest push to our our show is. You've mentioned a lot of people, and the people you've mentioned are somewhat within my age, Anthony's age, your mm-hmm. age, like in that range. Yeah. Are you getting the younger generation to come through the doors and volunteer and ask and help? Are you getting them? Or Absolutely. You are? We okay, have a great. lot of young people great. that... Um, we want to encourage that. I am very, very proud of our youth. All right. All right. And awesome. you know what? Awesome, you guys. That's Very, that's very proud of our youth. And, um, you know, they're uh, good people, church going, um, hardworking. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then you have a black sheep in, in every family. Mm-hmm. And every now and then you have somebody that goes astray. Yep. But look at the vast majority. Yep. They stick it out and they, well, they stick it out. It happens a lot less in our community than other Absolutely. communities because it's so tight and so strong. Mm-hmm. Family values are, are Family are values. There. Very respectful. Yep. Very hardworking. Yep. Genuinely good, good human beings. That's and you know, when it, it's, it's all, if, if you were to tell me how do you, where, what is the rating? here it's not about being Chaldean first Mm -hmm. it's about being good human being number one it's about being good Christian number two yep a great Catholic three yep then a Chaldean fourth Mm -hmm. Chaldean is not first in my it's a good human being first sure it's being good Christian yep understood then Catholic then Chaldean yes our heritage and culture goes back thousands of years Mm -hmm. but remember Chaldeans were not, if you read the Bible where it talks about the Chaldeans, they were not in good light to start with. True. Why is that? I, well, I've if you look. heard this. Oh, of course. I mean, look before Christ's time I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they, they were brutal. Mm-hmm. They went all the way to Israel and took uh, the Jews as um, slaves. Oh, boy. Two times. Okay. They always had wars with, you know, under the Assyrians and mm-hmm. the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
So, so it is. It's a Christ. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, is after Christ, it's Christ in us that makes us good. Right. Right. Okay. So our act got cleaned up right. after we met. Exactly. Absolutely. Jesus and God became part of our life. Yes. It's a Christ in our life that. So you know what's crazy? It. Hmm. It's cyclical because standing today, a lot of our community needs God and Christ right now in them. I mean, things have changed. You know, the youth needs a little bit more help. There's more filth that we've inherited from this country. You're hanging out with the wrong people, Junior. <laughs> you hang around in this man's I'm circles, so... you'll see the finer people. So that's what I'm saying. Out. We want to push it more to, yeah, right, right, to, right. to follow this so, lead yeah. than to follow the lead of what we've got. I think, we're, into... I think their community is doing pretty, pretty great. I, Doing excellent, yeah. and I, I see. I go to ECRC and I go to our churches, and I'm just uh, inspired by so many uh, young people that want to know Christ more. That I mean, look at look at the calling for the priesthood. Look how many people. Sure. That's and that's a. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, huge you know, indication of, of the way that absolutely the, uh, the you'll see that in like a week, week or no, a few weeks I, from now we I have mean, the Mansours are doing the walk. Absolutely, when you go there and see that, and you see them all standing up there now. It's not what I was used to growing up. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm seeing it now. Like, I'm seeing young kids, young like my son Ryan's age. Yeah, like Ryan would go with a couple of friends of his to Manresa retreat on his own, mm -hmm. and spend a silent retreat there. This is the young generation that should inspire the younger, the right. youth. Yep. Yep. Because, trust me, guys, it's not about the money. No. Right. It's about being a good human being first. Your legacy follows you when you go. That's the biggest thing is who you are today, you'll be remembered. I don't remember a conversation going, man, he was paid before he died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. I remember like... Saying to people, good guy, bad, good guy, guy, bad guy, what they did. Yeah. Yep, that's the thing that follows you. And I think people lose that on, on this earth. They think more like, man, my bills are due, and this is this, or this one's got that. But you're right. But you know what? When you're doing the right things, yep. if things fall into place. Sure do. Yes. And here's how, I, how I, I see things. Imagine a number, and let's make it a one, mm -hmm. and put 100,000 tens, all zeros right in front of it. Now you're going into trillions and beyond. Christ is the one. You take that one, the rest is what? Zero. Zero. Thank you. <laughs> so all with Christ, you got all your success. But when people think of the word success, they think, oh, he's got money. Yep. He's got, he drives a nice car. He's got this, he's got that. No, there's much more dimensions to success. Yeah. Having a happy family as a father with children. Yep. Which one is more important to you? You want to have a happy family or you want to be rich and miserable at home? <laughs> happy so, family. Happy family yes, is more of a success. Yes. And then you, you need to have a self-respect of who you are. When you look at yourself in the mirror, mm -hmm. when there's nobody in the room, mm -hmm. do you respect the man you see? Right. Yep. Man or woman. Man or woman. I mean, yep. a human being. The person. Yep, the person. Yeah, the, the person. Yeah. That is success. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you respect and you admire who you become, not for boasting, but like to say, that. I'm trying to walk in path of the Christ. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I agree. And and the tough part is, is, is when you slip sometimes, it's hard to pick yourself up from the fall. But with what you're saying is... The only, really, the only thing is that usually will pick you up is going to be having faith to get yourself back up because it doesn't... Sure. The money's the money, like you mm -hmm. said. Absolutely. And you know what? Who of us does not make mistakes? We Every, all do. Like you said, we're human beings. We're not Chaldeans first, right? <laughs> yeah. And human <laughs> beings are going to make the mistake no matter. But we know what's so beautiful about Christ yep. is the compassion, is the forgiveness, is the mercy, an ocean of mercy that I could make a mistake today. And as long as I'm not going back to my mistake or try very hard not to go back to my mistake, Christ will forgive me. So I, I have a very strong question for you. Hmm. You got awesome kids. You got awesome nieces, nephews. You know, I know a majority of them, and they're all great. They're most likely to be the successors of your guys' success when it comes to the hotel business. I see some of them working in it. Who's going to follow your success of adopt a refugee, help Iraq? and the, Like, who's going to continue it? Who, Like, we want to see the youth continue it, you know, 
What's going to keep that well, promise? He's still a young man. No, I know he is. Of course he is. I mean, I mean he's a beautiful young man. But my point to him, there is going to be a, a time where someone's going to have to fill Basel's shoes. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when they do, they got to do it just as good and just as transparent. Sure, sure. You know, so we're going to want to see that. Well, he set the foundation, so I'm sure it'll be fine. So, you know... Um, I have never told my kids, mm -hmm. I want you to attend this event or go help this Sure. Floor. All I've tried to do is set a good example yep. and point to Christ as the reason. Okay. So that could be my kids, could be anybody in the community, mm -hmm. and I would love it to be community members at large, everybody that will do their part. Because okay. at the end of the day, Junior and Anthony were different, different last names, but we're one. Yeah, that's yes. a fact. We're yep. connected. The pains impact us all. Mm -hmm. If we hear about a Chaldean scandal, mm -hmm. we all feel hurt. Mm -hmm. yep. If we hear about a Chaldean glory, we all feel proud. Joy, mm -hmm. yeah. yep. So we are connected. And yet, let me put it in a broader perspective, not only as Chaldeans, as Catholics, mm -hmm. when there is a scandal in Australia or somewhere, we're all hurting. Sure. Mm -hmm. But when all live, live up to Christ's teaching mm -hmm. and honor that promise, we're all proud of who we are. Yep. Yeah, there was never really a, a better or stronger or a better time than, and I hate to say it, when after 9-11. Like yes. The way that humanity pulled together after that tragedy was... Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just telling of, of faith. Absolutely. What brings us together is the greater crisis. Because, yeah. I mean, look at look at what's happening in um, uh, in the Bahamas with yeah. this hurricane. Jeez. People from all over the world trying to help out. And yeah. it shows our humanity. Compassion. Yeah. Compassion. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And we've built that. I mean, being that we're still such a small niche community. Oh, yeah. We have, we have that compassion heavily amongst us. I hope and pray our youth would always help out yes. and reach beyond themselves. Yes. And there will, there will come a point where they will be 55 one day, mm -hmm. and they would look back and say, you know what? I wish for my kids to be good human beings first yeah. before right. anything. Yep, yep. And you, have, um, you gave us the phone number for people to reach out to you in regards to— uh, helping out with some type of community service and, and, and donating in time. Do you guys also have websites that people can visit? Are you on social media as well, Absolutely. too? Absolutely. Of course, our website is adoptarefugeefamily.org. Okay. Uh, they can also reach, reach out to helpiraq.org or mm -hmm. mercy.org. And these are all uh, programs. I don't care what program. It right. could not be even yeah. Adopt a Refugee. Yeah. As long as you help out, don't just look at yourself and say, I'm sad. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's way beyond that. Yeah. So I don't care if it's an Amer American organization that's doing a good deed. Do that. It's donate okay. Yeah. Don't donate to adopt a refugee. Go donate to them, but do something to help beyond yourself. That's yeah. awesome. That's a good message. So in closing, I know you put some notes down there. Did we forget anything that we were? that you wanted to just talk about any awareness that you wanted to bring to anything else or, or are we people that we good? forgot to miss and mention or anything like that um nothing in particular okay. i know there's our churches going through some crisis and i would encourage everybody to stay united with the church yes and, and, pray. and pray definitely yeah. prayers and um, there's uh, our church history is long mm -hmm. filled with so many beautiful traditions and we should all stay united and keep things transparent sure in a sense yes i you know trust my bishop i trust my priest but i'm going to participate in making sure there's full transparency yes yep and it's important it's it really a very, is, important. very important and it's a comfort um, level ab absolutely and you know and trust we should always pray for our leaders religious yep. leaders and unite with them and don't be part of the problem become don't part be of the part solution of the that's, that's the greatest how that's do i help instead of it's easy to criticize yeah. you really want to make a difference roll your sleeves buddy yep. get in there volunteer th 3 4 hours a week and fix make it. a difference there you know, you go. fix it yep fix Beautiful. it we do, we do want to uh and this time give a lot of credit to bishop francis we yeah. know you work with him often 
he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders right? on, on his shoulders right now he's got not just one he's got multiple things coming at him right now so it's exactly like you said man just help fix the problem than to keep criticizing and creating yeah. more of a problem because at the end of the day it's our people yeah omar Binu put a very heartfelt uh, uh support for the bishop and uh, i know on, that on guy social media yeah you know him pretty well <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely and so what does it mean for in closing what does it mean to you to be chaldean to be chaldean it uh, it shows long history, mm-hmm. a beautiful tradition, sense of community, unity. Unity. Beautiful. Unity. And one question I have, and we'll wrap up, is anybody you'd like to see on our show that uh, we can call out and get them on here? Anybody between either from your family, friends, that you'd like to see us also do an now interview Now that you've on? experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few people I'm sure that will come to mind, but I would like to reach out to those who work day in and day out and don't want to be noticed. I don't want to see them here so they could be noticed. It's, right. it's beyond that. We'd like to make But how do we them. inspire yes. others? Yes. That is the message. That's the point. How do we inspire others to reach beyond themselves and help out? It could be, and help is not always financial. Help mm-hmm. is spending time with somebody who is morally down mm-hmm. yeah. they need to be lifted up just yep. doing a good deed doing smiling, a good deed smile at people and smile at people helping yeah. just a good deed a day yeah yeah doesn't it just just a simple hello yep walking by somebody who would never ever talk to you or your neighbor that you haven't talked to in five years say yeah. hello and if they hate you that's yeah. even better yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right though because you're showing and they talk your... about you and they say junior is this is if they talk about you negative yep. and you, you give hello. them a hug and a yep. kiss yeah. and you help them Kill them with kindness. Kill them with yep. kindness. Yep. No <laughs> question. Yep. Well, awesome. Well, it was great having you on. Yeah, it was an honor. You Pleasure. filled a lot of information that people can use handy. Uh, we do expect some of you to come forward and give them a hand. I mean, it's... Please do. Yeah, please do. And hopefully he inspires you enough to, to join them. I know. I'm inspired. Yeah, I am too. I, I hope uh, today we have 1,000 families that we help on a monthly basis. I hope we could be at 1,500 again and uh, help out our people no matter where they are around the world. Sure. And continue to reach beyond ourselves. And if our need is filled as Chaldeans, as Christians, as Catholics, I think we should help everybody else regardless of religion, denomination. They're human beings. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you, and God bless you in the work you do. Thank you. See you, folks, on next week.